This is Valerie Van Buvid with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years of experience in the senior care industry share their advice. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Thanks, Valerie. So my name is Lanessa Stone, and I do marketing and recruiting here at Advanced Healthcare. Um, Advanced Healthcare is a private duty home healthcare agency here in Washington State. Um, and so that means we provide not only one-on-one -on -one caregivers who are nursing assistants, but we also have LPNs and RNs who take care of clients who might have skilled needs. Um, and then nurses are the supervisors for all of our home care clients as well. So we follow more of a medical model being a home health licensed provider. Awesome. And what part of Washington State do you service? All of it or... So we are in the South Puget Sound area, so kind of just a bit south of Seattle, all the way down through Tacoma and Olympia, our state's capital. So there's about five, six counties within that region um, that we service. So basically, we can go wherever we have employees um, that will go and drive to that area. But that's kind of our general home base here for the last 37 years. Yep, and that's a very big base. <laughs> so yeah. you cover yeah. a lot of territory there. Awesome. What is the best thing about serving aging adults? So I would say it's our clients and it's the aging people um, first and foremost. I love their wisdom. I love their stories. I love their characters. Um, you know, from the curmudgeon to the outgoing and everybody in between. I think everybody has a story. Um, so I love that. And I love seeing the difference and the light that comes back to people who maybe previously their world was pretty small, right? They were isolated or a family caregiver was stressed out and couldn't get out. So I love bringing life um, back into people's homes through the compassion of our caregivers. That's awesome. Yeah, there's so many colorful people out there and everybody has a great story and it's great to um, experience that and to learn from those folks who are much older than us. And also, I think we don't talk enough about the family caregivers who see a light in their life. Not that they don't love caring or and, and love their family member, but what a relief to have a little respite, to have a little break. Yeah. To go do the things that you'd like to do, see a movie, take a bath, whatever it is. Those are awesome. Yep. All very important, especially to family caregivers, because, you know, just like being a parent, sometimes there's no break unless you schedule one. So, um, so good because you can't pour from an empty cup, as they say, right? Right. And if the caregiver gets sick, what's going to happen then? So, yep, yeah. absolutely. This is, um, you know, one of the reasons why I think any of us in this industry are such a proponent of home care services. And I know the last year has been very hard. We're going on to year two now. <laughs> challenges and reemerging yes. challenges, but home is still the safest place to be. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay. So I'm going to go on to my next question, and that is about people who've maybe had an impact in your life professionally. So I would imagine there are organizations, people out there who in your area just do an amazing job, or you've learned a lot from them. Who would you like to give a shout out to or just talk about their amazing work in your community? Gosh, I, I was thinking about this, and this is probably the part of my job that, that I enjoy the most is the relationships 
and the collaborative partnerships that we've been able to forge over the last three plus decades um, with the agencies and um, other community service providers here in our local area. I think it's the, the networking groups that have been um, a big part of that for me. So the relationships with individual providers, um, whether it's our county aging and disability resource center that kind of acts as um, a clearinghouse for all things vulnerable adults and aging population, um, to a community with the marketer at an assisted living facility or a retirement community or a skilled nursing facility. All of those collaborative partnerships really make this whole system work that, that we're involved in. Um, and I love the relationships that I get with those people in those communities and in those businesses. I think it fills me up. We can, um, it's collaborative in the sense that, that, yes, we're all, sometimes we're competing against each other, but we don't see it as competitors. We call each other co-competitors. Um, so kind of that feeling of working together. And if I'm not the right resource, I want to know who is because I don't want to hang up the phone with somebody without giving them a place to go or the right person to call. Um, so I think that's what makes it unique for us and, and helps me to help other people. So relationships, um, I'm a relationship person. So that's probably what I will always stick to um, as far as being the most um, fulfilling for me in my role. That's awesome. And I think, honestly, that is probably um, the best explanation I've ever heard of how to work together with your referral partners, calling them co-competitors. I mean, I think if, if, you know, if you're not in this industry, it's hard to understand um, how, you know, anybody who's worked at an assisted living facility as a marketer or an intake, uh, intake person um, or someone like you who's worked in this industry for a long time, um, you get to know all the resources in your local area. Once you've had some experience, you really get to know everybody uh, pretty much. And people um, even, and I noticed in our local area, which I'm in the St. Louis, Missouri area, and I'm not as involved in the day-to-day -day as I used to be, but um, the same people kind of migrate around a little bit. So they might work here yeah. for a couple of years <laughs> and then they work over here for a couple of years but it just makes them a, a, a more well-rounded person. Um, and I think if people understood how much we all know about our community and the resources that are available, they'd be amazed. Um, you're right, home care might not be the answer for everybody, or it may be just quite out of your service area, or it may be that they've become uh, needing so much care that they probably need to move on to the next level of care. There's all kinds of things that can happen. So I, I, I appreciate your definition because that's a really good, um, be, being collaborative is the only way to go. Yeah. We can't possibly, no matter how many of us there are out there, home care, assisted living, independent living, no matter- can't be all things. We can't, and we could never service the amount of people who really do need services. I mean, there's plenty right. of folks to go around who could use our services, so. Yeah. About. Knowing who is the best fit, I think, is makes you a uh, more trusted referral partner, yeah. too, right? Because you're not going to take on something that you're going to regret or make them look bad. Um, you're going to refer it on. And knowing your partners is really key in that. Yes. And knowing yourself, knowing your own business and what you're capable or maybe what's beyond your scope is really important, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. 
let's talk about online marketing for just a minute. Um, in the last year and a half, I, I used to say in the last couple of months, in the last six months, in the last year, in the last year and a half, <laughs> online marketing has taken off quite a bit. It's always been important, but like you said, in-person networking, having good referral relationships, seeing people out in the community is so important. Some of that has been put on a kind of a, you know, because we've had to be really careful around each other, but um, so online marketing has uh, taken a turn. People really are relying on their mobile devices uh, to find care, to inquire about care. So what has been your experience with online marketing? I know it's challenging. Yeah, so I've been in my role for about 16 years, and I'd say within that time, if I've learned anything, it's being open to change. And as a personality type that's somewhat averse to change, um, I've had to kind of rewire that in my brain a bit to be open to that because it is ever changing. So, and if it's not necessarily my strong point on, you know, whether it's SEO or something like that, having employees who, who love the change and that excites them um, helps me buy into that a little bit more. So I would say that has definitely helped. Um, because yeah, it's going to change. And right now it seems it's changing daily sometimes with, with changes that are coming down. Uh, but I think even more difficult than just keeping up with the change is just the, the reminder that we can online, we can online market or market in person, any product or service that's a dud, right? The, the test comes will that hold up to the reputation that you're trying to put forth? So is what you're promising online, you can have the nicest, shiniest package, but if it's not a nice package inside, um, it's not going to last very long. And I think being in a company that's, that's privately held, we've been around for, for 37 years. Um, I think reputation is, is huge. So you have to be able to back up what you say you're going to do, be consistent and be trustworthy and then market from that place. Um, and almost that kind of takes care of some of your marketing too, right? Because you have created an army of marketers that will do it for you. I'm so thankful for all the partners that, that can market for me because I can't be everywhere. We do have a large territory. I am typically the only marketer that we usually have on staff. Um, and so, yeah, I can't be all things and I can't be all places. But, but being trustworthy uh, means that I have a team behind me, both here in the office and out in the community, um, that can market for me as well because uh, we've proven ourselves to be trustworthy. So I think that's that's the thing you aspire to, right? And every agency would aspire to. That's right. Yes. And you know what? 37 years of experience speaks volumes to the, your organization's ability to hold their own, to provide great care, to provide quality care, and to be a trusted resource. Because if you're, you know, you're right. If you're, if you're not playing the game right and you're not really providing that amazing care and you're not really into it, you're not really um, following through with these people who need you so much, then it's probably gonna kind of fall apart a little bit. So 37 years is solid. And that's amazing. So, so thank you for doing what you do so well for 37 years. That's awesome. Well, you're what we owe it to our team and, and most of all to our caregivers and, and the clients that have entrusted us. So absolutely. So what piece of advice would you give to other senior care providers out there? Um, 
I would say currently the thing I think about and the thing I always talk to new people about when I have an opportunity to talk to new home care owners is, is be employee centered first as well as client centered. I think a lot of people get into home care because they see, gosh, there's going to be so many baby boomers and this is a service that's needed and we can make money. Um, I've seen those providers come and go because they don't have a true understanding of how difficult it is, especially now, to recruit and retain. And that, first of all, you're an employee-centered business. Um, it almost, it's, it's more difficult to, to approach it that way um, and to be consistent and to be a good employer. Um, and it's harder to market to employees to come to work for you right now than it is to market for services. So I think people need to realize that. And that would be my piece of advice that unless you really love the people game um, and not just your elderly clients that you serve, because they're pretty lovable usually, right? It's the employees um, and it's the caregivers that you really have to have a heart for because they're just as much my, you know, paying the bills and my clients really as the actual clients are because we need them. And without them, we can't be successful. You're right. You're absolutely right. This has been probably the toughest time I've been in this. Um, I've worked with home care agencies and assisted living for 13 years for, for online marketing. And I can tell you that in that time, recruiting and hiring has always been challenging. There's never a sure. time for anybody, just like, you know, for any business in this scope of, of service, uh, it's always been a challenge, but right now is the absolute most challenging time I've ever seen. And it does take, so when people ask me, well, who would you recommend in so-and-so area? Not that I get asked that every day, but when I do, I always tell them, look for somebody who's been around a long time, because if they have been around for a long time, they have some dedicated staff um, and they will honestly be able to tell you if they can service your need or not. They're not going to just tell you yes when they're not really sure. Yeah. Um, really can't tell you because they've been around for so long. Um, they've, they've hit these um, hills and valleys of staffing and they know what it takes to get a case staffed. So it is really, I mean, this by far is the most challenging. So thank you for saying being employee centric. We owe a lot to our caregivers um, they have been, you know, everybody says they're heroes. They are. They For the last year and a half, um, it's been very scary from the beginning to end for not only the seniors, but also the people walking into the house, not knowing what they're maybe presenting with. Um, yeah. And so it's been scary for them. But uh, those caregivers who've stuck with it and have been wonderful and amazing for these seniors, uh, we owe them a lot of gratitude. Yes, we definitely do. So, okay, um, this last question is supposed to be a fun one. Yeah. People have a hard time with it, but I'm just mean, you know, it could be team, personal, whatever. When you have a win in life or business, how do you celebrate? I know, and I, I read that question before we hopped on, and I thought, I really love this question, and I don't think I do this enough. I don't think I celebrate <laughs> enough. Um, it, it's easy to celebrate with my kids, right? You take them to ice cream or you get a crumble cookie or whatever. Um, so I think I'm good about that, but I, I don't, I think I need to improve on corporately celebrating our wins. And I, maybe we don't do that enough as a corporate culture, right? Because it's just production, 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 
-hmm. and not so much a focus on celebration. So I like this. I'm going to take it back to my team and we're going to come up with some more ways during a pandemic um, of how we can celebrate together. Cause I do think that's important. Um, not only wins with our caregivers, but, you know, on a team level as well as administrative staff. Um, you know, we like to get together and, and do little parties, you know, after hours, but we haven't been able to do that. So um, I like this question. I need to reevaluate this. It's, it's <laughs> a good one. I think we all need that. I, I, you know, I, we don't celebrate enough either, especially since sometime last year. We you know, our team, every team, you know, we went to lunch once a month to try and make sure, you know, we're all you know, just to not talk business and just be a team and just celebrate social. social yeah. Be people. Just, yeah. You know, a bond as human beings. And we haven't been able to do that that much. And even right. if we can, sometimes, believe it or not, restaurants around here will say we really can't take a party larger than six. Right. So, so we can't, we really, so we kind of have to stagger our celebrations, but I would say this, I, I have seen, and I know you guys will do an amazing job in, or you probably already do, um, celebrating with caregivers is, um, you know, is kind of going to them sometimes as opposed to them coming to you maybe, or maybe stopping by the office for a nice little something or other, but um, usually everybody's trying to figure out ways to honor those caregivers and, and then internally celebrate as a team too, whatever way is possible. So it's a challenge, yes. but it's definitely a lot of fun coming up with creative ways to celebrate some stuff. So. Yes. Yes. Drive by and pick up and things like that. We've, yeah. we've done that this last year. We've had to be more creative, right? About connecting with those caregivers. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for doing the show, for being on and explaining to us about your amazing company and how long you guys have been in business. Um, and we will put all of your contact information along with this video. So if people want to reach out to you in your area, they certainly can. So thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. It was nice to see you online and, and great to talk with you today.